Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd Podcast. I am CJ Mellon. I am Brian Thornton. And I am Josh Burns. Welcome to our show. Welcome to episode number nine. Today, we discuss the newly announced video game Hall of Fame. Six games entered, and Josh hates two of them. Brian helps us understand why Marvel's plans to take over Netflix should get everyone excited, and Josh needs her help for a campaign that's very close to his heart. I finally get some therapy about watching The Sopranos, and Brian catches up on his streaming adventures of Entourage, and Josh needs some advice, and he has to talk about his experience with Parks and Recreation. Finally, Josh gives us some sage advice about why online shopping isn't just about being a nerd, it's about taking back your time and finding a balance within your life. So, we hope you enjoy the show. Be sure to leave us a comment or to call our podcast line at 484-373-4119. Without further ado, here we go. Before we get into the meat of the show, I just want to take a quick moment and I, I want to say some things. Number one is I want to thank all the fans who have been listening to our show, uh, giving us reviews on iTunes, hitting up us up on Twitter, and just kind of you know shooting us some text messages for all our friends who know us. Uh, with some feedback on the show. I, th- I think it's utterly phenomenal. Uh, I can't thank you enough. It is a dream come true to do nine episodes with each gentleman, uh, and I'm so excited to do more. Uh, but I need a little help, and I think we do too as a team. Uh, we're looking around on on the content that's available, and we're talking to you, the friends, that what do you want to see on the site? And we want to be a hub for you, and we want to be a place where you can come to to not only you know, see cool things in tech, but share your thoughts and share your ideas of, of what's happening around uh, nerd culture. So we want to know if anybody's interested in joining our team. We're looking for writers right now. We're not looking for anyone to jump on the podcast with us, but you could always be a guest host. So if you're interested in the gig, I want you to email TKON at that kind of nerd dot com. That is TKON at that kind of nerd dot com. Or go to our website, click the About Us, and fill out the information provided there. Thanks for listening to our show, and uh, let's dive into it. So there's uh, something cool that happened that I, I didn't know actually existed until it blew up my RSS feed. And that that's apparently there's a, a video game Hall of Fame. And I don't mean like the world records for scores and things like that, because I know I know that exists thanks to uh, the documentary A Fistful of Quarters. Um but I didn't know that this was a thing. And they inducted six games into the Hall of Fame. Um, some of these I agree with. Some of these I don't. So I kind of wanted to. I got big problems. I got big problems with this list. Uh, well, it starts out really in the purest intentions. It starts out with probably the first thing you should think of. And that's Pong. Boo. Uh, really? Boo. It's Come on. Literally, it's literally the gateway into video gaming. It was a line and another line throwing a line at it. Like. It, Remember when Forrest Gump first started playing table tennis and he had folded up the one side of the table and was slowly hitting the ball back to himself? That's Pong. That's actually yeah, Brick Breaker. Got, You're Brick Breaker. <laughs> it is Brick Breaker. <laughs> and he got very fast at that, too. He wasn't very slow. How can you Whatever, say no dude. to Pong? Because it sucks. <sighs> yes. Okay, listen. By today's standard, Pong is not a game that you would be like, yeah, I'm playing for hours. But, like, that opened video gaming up. Pong bored me when I was five. I that no, it's literally meant to entertain a five year old. I don't understand. I didn't this. entertain me at Wait, all without speech. It's nine. It's nineteen seventy two. It's so classic. I said it made enough the Atari. Of, an, enough of this got, Atari games. They even put it on me, PlayStation. Teach me how to play chess instead, and that's what I did. Jeez. 
really pawn like out of all the games i thought we were gonna spend the most time on pawn is the one i had to argue with you about no no you know what in fairness boo still boo damn it he got me brian do you have any feelings about pawn that i need to yell at you i'm okay with pong no you don't have to yell at me I, i i completely respect pong for what it what it's done i i played it when i was a kid and uh many variations of it on my like phone and stuff but it's not like oh my god have you seen pong you need to check it out but it's it's a worthy entry into the hall of fame of video games i i agree with you too brian and josh you can say boo but all right whatever pong i can't believe that was the hotbed for that really that's the hot button issue this time (laughs) dividing the world pong we're having the fights that House Mothers had in 1972 all over again. I prefer Cubert. Can we do Cubert instead of well, Pong? Well, so I, w- I don't think Cubert's on the list. But Cubert's not on not. the list. That's what I'm saying. But, all right, but you know what is? Pac-Man. Which, if you follow the legend of Scott Pilgrim, was initially going to be called Puck-Man, but then they decided to call Pac-Man because they figured that people would vandalize the, the booth and change it into... Yeah. P into change it to what? P into an F. To what, they, they, they would change it to the P to an F. And, and it would be called Fook Man. Pac Man? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> right. um, uh, I read an article. I was telling Josh about this before we started doing the show. Someone was like, I disagree about Pac Man. I believe Miss Pac Man is the preferred. Uh, Miss Pac Man is Pac Man with a bow. It, was it well, the comic I'm, book guy from The Simpsons that called <laughs> in and, and did that? Worst Pac-Man. video game ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> We did not just do that together. Did we do that together? I missed we it. We just yeah, did that it was, together. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty it's rough. we're getting adorable, CJ. Uh, but I mean, like, I, I I can't believe. So then after that, I'm still stuck on Pong. Really? Yeah, dude. I just, look, I, I just no. Don't just don't defend yourself. I want to move on. I don't want to open that. <laughs> I, I think Pac Man. I think Pac Man's a, a perfectly good pick. It's not. It's not. My, I don't. Per, I don't like it, but it's a good pick. Would you say that's the video game that made video game a yes. household item? Yeah, because people weren't playing Pong in the arcade for hours and hours and hours just to put, you know, ASS in the in the initials <laughs> for high school. Are you kidding me? That's what. Yo, I love the kill screen's pretty cool. A fun fact for all the, the listeners out there, if you're not listening to headphones, if you put your index finger into your ear and move it up and down real quick, that is the sound that Pac-Man makes. <laughs> what? I, I've never done that. Listen, just you take off your headphones right now and just quickly go ahead and do it. It's the sound that Pac-Man makes. No, my, my ears are incredibly That's, clean. They won't make any noise. And you also have very tiny ears. I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that up. Should I edit that out? I'm very sorry. Okay. Okay. He's sensitive about his ears, CJ. <laughs> God damn it. Why would you bring that up? I don't know. I'm so sorry. We lost Josh on the podcast. He's crying in the corner right now. So, hey, remember when I said there drinking. were no openings? Remember when I said there were no openings for the podcast? Well, Josh has now gone fetal. So if anyone wants <laughs> in, uh, you're welcome to come aboard. I told him not to bring up my ears. God damn it, CJ. Read the show notes. <laughs> All right. The, the next one is uh, the classic. I mean, Super Mario Brothers. The, the first one on NES. I, yes. Like, yes. There's no dispute yes. that this game belongs in the video game Hall of Fame. It is still I actually, the greatest game ever made. I, I just, I just played, it. played it last week. Yep. Yeah, yeah me too. It's so Oh my good. God, were and we all playing together? And I just didn't we realize were, it? Because I think I played it last week too. And you know what? I'll say I actually enjoyed the Wii version of it where you can play with two players. The new um, Super Mario Brothers. Yes, the new yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Really Where's good. 
And uh, I'll say that this is a video game that my wife consistently kicks my ass in. She gets further than I do with losing less lives and somehow manages to get the flag on the pole every single time. I'm uh, I'm revoking one man card. <laughs> so fine, I won't even bring up her performance in Super Mario Brothers three, which is don't. better than all of you. So as as the younger brother, uh, no. I never got to be Mario. I was always Luigi. So I, I feel your pain because I, I would just sit there for hours watching my brother get to like go through the warp tunnel in level two and then get to level six and then like wait for him to die somewhere there. And then I was like asleep and then I would get to be Luigi and I'm like three years <laughs> younger than him. So I would die in like the first level and then you'd go back to playing for like an hour and a half. It was, it was fun. Yeah. It's the game that taught me that every game's water level is evil. Yes. It started with Mario. Oh, the water levels. Terrible. The water levels are like, well, there goes an afternoon and now I have a blister. <laughs> well, you can skip over the water level though. If Nintendo you do the thumb. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you do the war pipe, yeah. But like, if you're gonna like go for it, don't you just want to? Oh, go CJ's for it? CJ's a purist. No, 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 no. I, I, he's no. a purist. Listen, listen, I get listen. to the level one. I go down there. I go into the dungeon part. I hit the top and I go and I go as far as yeah, I can. Yeah, bro. One, I two, one, be, two, and I'm gone. Yep. I tried to be a purist once, and I hated every minute of my life while I did it. So, but when <laughs> never again. When you, when you first played it as a kid, and uh, Brian, I'm I'm the third of four. Uh, you, I'm I'm one of the last people to get information about a video game. I I get the video game after my brothers have mastered it, and they beat it so quickly. And now it's my turn to play it with my little brother. And there I am struggling to get through everything. And then I'm like, and they're like, give me the controller, I'll do it for you. I'm 15, and they're just like, hey, by the what? way, did you ever know the warp right up here? That's how we beat it so quick. And I'm like, you when son I first of a played bitch. it as a kid, I was eight, and I had Nintendo Power, and I read, and I just did what it told me to do. <laughs> Touche, sir. I, I never, did, right. I never did the Nintendo Power as a guidance tool. Yeah. What? I, I, I was, that was kind of the point of Nintendo Power. No, I used to, it? I used to but, read the. the so, are you, I did see, it for oh, the articles. You read it for the articles, not for the pictures. Oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't there for the cheats. The centerfold no, is the map of Mario. I was there for the centerfold, brother. I always was of the mind that I would try to beat it on my own once, no matter what it was, and then I would use the magazine or the strategy guide. Or whatever it was, then I'd go back and replay it and do all the the cheats and complete it 100. percent But I wanted to play it once me, on my own. Let me take advantage of everything there is, all the tools that I have at my disposal. Let me beat it, and then I'll go back and I'll play it. Have you back. ever really beaten Mario? Have you ever yeah. gotten all the all the way to the end? Yeah, yeah. Have you done it in? How long does it take you? What using warps or not using? Yeah, warps? using warps. Hell yeah. How, what the fastest I can, you ever completed? I can Mario? beat it. I can beat it in like an hour using one. Did you see the run through of this where someone like did it in the most someone ridiculous like time with the lowest like, score? Possible? No, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do like it. They did like it was like twenty. Was it thirty two? I thought it was twenty. Yeah, but then Good, was that the one really where they did the lowest score like possible? It was the fastest takes, and lowest score possible. Yeah, yeah. It takes me like an hour. Nah, I can't. Of can't like do that. serious concentration and it's breaking so at least one control and and. Stand, standby controllers are in a bin. Right. For every time Toad says your princess is in another castle, you just snap it in half and throw it away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Damn it, Toad. Yeah. How the hell are you here and she's not? Toad right. keeps Would on you moving. You just find her and bring her to me. Yeah. You Listen. find, I'll stay here. You find her. It's always Did like the see... same Toad. He just keeps on getting captured. 
I think it, I think it is, is the an same asshole. <laughs> he he is an asshole. Did you see the uh, someone made uh, uh, basically? A, I think it's a Java layover that you put this window on front of your web browser, and whatever is showing on the web browser, it analyzes it and makes it a, oh, a level I did of see Mario. That. I yeah yeah you you sent that. To I me did send that. To, looks, I sent that to a bunch of people. It looks fantastic. It looks fun. It looks wait. Yeah, it was in the chat probably in, in a group oh, really? chat that you just probably didn't pay attention. Hey, I had I did have another question. Go ahead. Was there a game after Mario oh, Brothers yeah. on I'm this so list? Sorry. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we only went through three of the lists. There's six well, I had is... <laughs> Tetris. It was Tetris. I love Tetris. Yeah, I, yeah. How can you not? I, Tet- just... I love the uh, the backstory of Tetris. That's my favorite part. Is that it was developed in Russia about math. A bunch of blocks got together and conspired to overthrow the government. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is the cold. It is the cold war. Go over to America here's, and forget the here's the thing. To play. When when a video game that launched in 1987 inspires modern club music, <laughs> you know it's good. Tetris is also the the reason why I get like anal when I'm packing shit, like in my trunk oh, or yes. in my in my suitcase. When I'm like actually, if I'm ever going on vacation, because that so rarely happens. Uh, when I'm actually packing stuff, I'm playing the Tetris music in my head. It's pretty ridiculous. Brian never has never has uh, well folded clothing because they're in different they're shapes in like so everything L shapes and stuff. <laughs> it's like you know what my tuxedo was nice, but I decided to fold it into this to a long. I needed a long line. I needed I need, one I long needed line. The so row. I just rolled my whole tuxedo up. It's one line. I took a pair of jeans. I rolled them up. I put the shoe, the socks, and where the feet holes will be, so it'll stick out. <laughs> And then I put my T-shirt in a square, and then I put it into the the suitcase, and that's how I pack. How did you guys know? God, it's just like every time in retail when we've had to take something out to somebody's car, and they pull out the smallest car freaking possible. Here's a Fiat. Now I put a fifty-two inch in. Like, uh, no, I got it. I played Tetris. Tetris. That's like that's the nerd way to say I have a degree in in moving your shit. Uh, So (laughs) I thought that was I thought that was right on. The next one, I, and, and this is cool, there's kind of a big leap because Tetris was about 1984. And then the next one that goes in is Doom from 1993. Um, eh, don't you like, when, when you see this, don't you wish it was Duke Nukem? And no, not I Doom? wish it was Doom 2. Doom 2 was a far superior Let, game to Doom 1. It's not about the quality of the game. It's about what it did for the gaming industry. Doom is what started this the huge first-person shooter craze. It's why you have... Duke Nukem and Call of Duty and Halo. Without Doom, none of that shit exists. So yeah. Was, oh, was Doom was wait was Doom first? I thought Duke Nukem was first. No, no sure it was Doom, Doom was first. first. Oh. Doom's first. There's someone now who's fact checking us. Going, no, Josh they're googling and or yeah. Then I I retract my previous statement. <laughs> if Doom was first, and, then it's first. And I could I, I could Google it right now, but I won't. But you're you're absolutely right when it comes to what it did for the gaming industry. Uh, we wouldn't have any of these thirteen-year-olds in their parents' basement cursing at you, Brian, if it weren't for Doom. Um, I curse at them first of all. Okay, second of I, all, probably you're playing around. Let's own. let's run it back. You're <laughs> second. Well, you're listen, I only curse let's at them. Let's have you be the bigger person. Listen, I only curse at them when they start saying things about my mom. So I get a little defensive. Why don't you just not have your headset on? Couldn't you play without that? I, I can. Yeah, I, but I then really you don't, don't hear the thirteen-year-olds and call them noobs. You can't do that. <laughs> I I don't think I don't think the the creators of Doom wanted you to curse at thirteen-year-olds, Brian. <laughs> honestly, you know, honestly, have I you really been to id software? Can you prove? Can you prove otherwise? <laughs> I really, I can't. No, I can't. 
I can't prove otherwise. I don't no. even, uh, to be honest with you, I don't even really play Call of Duty online very often. Do curse at 12-year-olds too much. So. I, I, also, Here's, I also think if we're going to acknowledge the things that Doom opened the gates to, like 13-year-old boys cursing, and also launch the Dwayne Please Don't Call Me The Rock Johnson movie. Dude, I, that's a good I movie. didn't hate I didn't hate that movie. No, I didn't yeah, hate it. See, that's it. all you can say was, I didn't hate it. You didn't well, like no. it, but you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it the same way I didn't hate I Am Legend. Listen, in the grand scheme of movies based on video games, Doom is actually pretty good. I could refer you to um, horrible movies like House of the Dead and, and uh, Resident Evil 6, even because the first four were actually no, pretty decent. No, no, oh, no, was... no, no. <laughs> They're Vito, awful. Based on... Veto based on the involvement of, of Mila Jovovich. You, no. My point so, is it's no. awful. My point is Doom no. is actually good. It, Does Resident Evil star Mila Jovovich? The, yeah, but the fifth one. Listen, amazing. I love the first uh, four. Amazing. I love the first four. That last one is awful. Hey, it's Josh, awful. I have a quick question. Yeah. Is there another game on this list? There may be. <laughs> there may be, but I, I have to say this. Doom was probably, and this this style of game, was probably the last type of shooter that I could actually play because <laughs> you can't you can't do anything but move forward and all of all of the modern games I'm I'm actually I'm so bad that in, I, not only do I get lost in the maps can't run while aiming I'm actually just in a corner with my head on my rifle spinning in a circle <laughs> please don't kill me please don't kill me please that's don't it me. I can't I can't do it uh, unless like if you have just a like if your team has the need for just a sniper who just sits in a in a crow's nest, I can do that. But I can't I can't run and shoot. I can't find my way into or out of situations. I'm no good. Doom was probably the last time I could All play. Right. Please, CJ, if you'd like to move on, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> well, I do want to say one thing before I do, and that Josh is, is not remember. invited to my lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Ban Josh's gamer tag. Yeah, I will say I, Doom made such an impression on me. I actually still remember the cheat codes by heart, like IDDQD. An IDKFA, uh, which gave you God Mode, and uh, it gave you unlimited ammo, ammo, and there was IDCLIP, which let you walk through the walls because it was developed by ID Software. ID uh, left a big impression on me. Here's the one that I I disagree with the most. This is my pong, uh, World of Warcraft. Wait, no, no, no. Warcraft was amazing. What like nah. Warcraft? You mean like Warcraft? Amazing. Like Warcraft three? Like the Frozen no, Throne? Like World, World of Warcraft. Of Warcraft the like MMO. the thing where people just talk to each other and then nothing really happens. The M M O R P G. No, F F that S. The, no. the thing that taught us to actually not be social and no. put probably the worst no. stigma on gaming and nerds in a decade. No, l- l- I, listen, no. listen. I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's damaged nerdum at all. Here's here's the thing. I think if I think if Jeff I think if Jeff were on this podcast, he would he would disagree wholeheartedly. But I, I just I don't consider this a game. I don't think it's a game. Because it never it never friggin' ends. You just you, you just go. It's kinda like Monopoly. No, Monopoly what? ends. You know when it ends? When I have all your shit. I thought when I flip the table, I say, fuck it, it's over. You win, okay? Are you happy? It's three that's in the actually, That's actually what, that's how every game someone plays against me. That's how it ends. You got they pink 50s, just... Grandma. Where are you getting the pink 50s? Laura, <laughs> take it all, Grandma. <laughs> Laura, no, Laura just throws thing at throws stuff at me, and then tells me that I'm cheating because she made bad business. <laughs> For the record, I, I hate Monopoly. If we're going to talk about board games now. 
Only Josh yeah, Burns and Milton Bradley love Monopoly because I it do involves love, money I do and manipulating people. Love my my best friend Melissa fucking loves Monopoly. Like I want to get Jeremy Piven over here. Me, <laughs> Jeremy Piven, Melissa, Brian, CG. We're all gonna Mark Wahlberg. Out. Don't you owe Mark Wahlberg like forty dollars for just Mark coming in? Mark Wahlberg probably doesn't like Monopoly <laughs> because not everyone can have a good time. <laughs> So what's interesting about this six is uh, I think some of the games that are missing. Um, and for me, I know I have a game uh, that that's missing and, and that's Pokemon. Um, I thought that really would have made the list that it absorbed the United States and Japan. And it launched 18 million spinoff games, including N64 and, 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 and other consoles. It's the reason I bought a Game Boy. Everyone bought a transfer cable. Does anyone know what the transfer cable was? on uh, on a game boy what kind of usb port it was no but you bought it because it was proprietary and it was amazing so i'm actually a little shocked that um that pokemon's missing from the list brian did you have a game that you would, thought was odd that it was missing um i mean maybe not in this first round because i i kind of see why everything's on there i have a couple games that are, that are close near and dear to me that did things for me in my gaming career career my, my gaming life um Chrono Trigger and maybe even like Final Fantasy three would probably be a couple of those. Some somewhere in the Final Fantasy series, I thought something should be on there eventually. I don't think it needed to be in this round, but maybe down the road, because um, that series kind of just defined RPGs for everything, not not just for um, the the eventual evolution of MMORPGs, but just you know the the type of gaming style that RPGs kind of lend themselves to. Yet another game I've never. That's okay. Well, so it's since you're taking Pong off the list, Josh, what game would you substitute in its place? Madden NFL, uh, the first EA Sports game. That was a huge. You know what, uh, Brian? You want to talk about opening a franchise to online yep. gaming? That's a yep. that's yeah. a game that did it. No, I can see. Brian, EA EA Sports EA Sports sells more video games annually than any other any other producer. Oh, I mean, I believe it because they freaking sell every game FIFA. for every sport they every no, year because they're amazing because they sell madden fifa nba live ncaa and nhl everything if you look yeah. at the worldwide sales it's fifa that's doing that kind of bolstering if you took fifa, FIFA out of and there, fifa is an amazing game but the thing that launched it all for ea sports was madden nfl i was 12 or 13 when it came out i fell in love immediately they released uh, NCAA basketball in '94. The following year, Madden '94 was amazing. NHL '94 was is still one of my favorite games of all time. But Madden NFL was the game that launched it all. And the fact that video game sporting, like video game sports, is a huge, huge part of the gaming industry, and the fact they're not represented here in any way. I think is insane. I think Wait, are you talking about absolutely insane. Never mind. I, I understand what you mean. I think it, it would be good for like a second batch. I I don't have a whole lot of experience. Oh, not not good enough for the first look, batch. NBA Jam isn't on the list. I'm a little disappointed about that. <laughs> I'm not. But NBA look, NBA Jam was more of an arcade. Yeah, game yeah. yeah I, I just remember in being in Pizza Hut waiting so for my pizza if, and playing that. I I'm gonna say this. I would knock. I would knock Pong off the list only because who cares? And Everybody else. Nope. And uh, World of Warcraft, because who cares? Jeff and uh, Jeff Thomas. Yeah, Jeff Thomas. There's, right. and there's I would put plenty there, of people who subscribe to WoW who care. So 
I would put Madden NFL and I would put Street Fighter. Oh, Street Fighter Two. Yes. Uh, Street Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, it's gotta to be, be Two Turbo. Yes. And I yep. would put Street Fighter Two Turbo, and I would put Madden NFL because those two games launched two industries of gaming. That's true. None of these are really. Um, I mean, with the probably the exception of of Pac Man and Tetris. None of these were really um, like go to an game arcade changers. and put quarters in and play. I said two well, out of six. Never mind. It's a damn good ratio. Nobody's standing in line. There's nobody at a birthday party just clamoring to get at the controller. There's nobody at, you know, you had all your boys over for a sleepover when you were 10 and everybody's fighting and there's a tournament. There's there's none of that with any game that isn't, uh, you know. Madden NFL or Street Fighter 2 Turbo. So every game that I see on this list was basically, and this is, I agree with Brian, this is why this is probably batch one, because I also think there's some other games that need to be on there. But uh, this is uh, games that have kind of shaped sections of the industry and made part of it exist without it. Because I think uh, Pong, I, Pong brought video games to everybody, regardless of, of Josh's feelings about it. That was the game that was the gateway game. Then afterwards, it was go to the arcade and go play Pac-Man. Uh, and then it came home, you know, on, on you know Atari, and it came home on, on Nintendo, uh, and then Super Mario Brothers. I I don't think any household in America didn't own an original NES that had no Super Total Mario Brothers changer. and and Duck Hunt, and brought gaming home to everybody, and it was inexpensive. Yep. I mean Tetris, just like you said, Josh. Not only is it just you know shaping music, but I mean that game put in intellect, put in math. It was time, you know, during a really interesting time with America and Russia. And here we are playing a Russian game. It com- it gave people with it gave people with OCD something to do. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, Doom made first person shooters and made Josh feel great at playing them. Uh, you know, because otherwise I suck. Ten, and the ten world years of later, War- Josh would suck at them. Listen, the World of Warcraft. We I, we have all right. Let's. The, I'm going to take off my comedy facade for a second. I mean, that game made MMOs. It, it did. Mean, it, it started no- the craze. There's um, nothing that better personifies MMOs than than WoW. Yeah, it's the longest running Would MMO. Would the world be better off without this entire genre of gaming? No. What, the MMOs? Probably. Yeah, get rid of them. I don't know. Old Republic was, was pretty cool. All of it. Just get rid but of it. I, get rid I, of it. Would the world be that. more socialized? Would would people no, be so out I'm gonna of di- there? I'm going to disagree with that only because I have a friend who was a huge WoWer when it first came out. And he connected with people that were out of the country and out of state. And now he they're, they're at his wedding. I mean, they, they there bonded phenomenally well. There have been people well. locked up for neglecting their children for yes. this game. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I, listen, that that's your extreme. I mean, yes, it's the absolute worst of humanity. Well, I, can't we say that after Doom, someone went on a shooting spree? I mean, that's the kind of correlation you want to draw. I mean, no, I'm not. No, no, no. They didn't go on a shooting spree because of the game. They were already crazy. People. <laughs> ignore their children to play world of warcraft they lock them up in basements and garages and they sit in their room and they play world of warcraft it's not okay i'm i'm so sorry i was playing tetris on my ipad i just missed everything <laughs> you just said what, what was that i didn't say i mean by <laughs> by that logic though i mean no, 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 I get what he's saying. I, I, mean, I get, I get what you're saying. I do. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm I, saying, I don't I'm saying people, people make choices to play the game. The parallel you're drawing to Duke Nukem is Eminem influences children in a bad way. That's not what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. No, I get you. Right. I'm saying people make a choice, a conscious choice to ignore their children to play the game. 
not the game influences them in a certain way. Right. Bad choices. Bad game. I will say this, though. I wouldn't want to get rid of them most entirely. Otherwise, I would lose Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, and I'm not willing to do that. Jeff, Jeff, I still love you. <laughs> so here's here's an idea, and I'd love to hear some round two picks you know, uh, from, from us sometime. I think that's maybe a, a segment I'd love to do of like our 10 top games. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I know that I know that there's a I know someone out there is in my head right now and says, where the hell is Zelda Ocarina of Time? I, where Don't is worry, Zelda in general? Like I that's yeah. the only game that, that game... I was like. Dude, don't no, I, Zelda that the, the first Zelda on NES yeah. wait, wait, belongs so on, on we, that list. We just we just went through why each game was on there. And I think Super Mario Brothers bought gaming into the mainstream places and then made people play other games. It was the gateway for the NES. And I don't think you would have, have gotten Zelda if it wasn't the success of Super Mario Brothers. So this that's six true. list is yeah, just about true. getting the influences. Fine, CJ, so, you're right. Great perspective, you're CJ, right. thanks. You're welcome. Relish the moment, CJ, you're right. So anyway, so the, the next article, I, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, I came across a, a really cool thing on, on BGR, this Boy Genius Report, um, that talked a little bit about uh, Marvel's master plan to rule Netflix. Uh, and basically, it's it's another phase two for Marvel, uh, but about TV. So, Brian, uh, could you set the stage a bit for us? Can you kind of put what the heck this phase two term is? This is the second time we've thrown it out with Marvel. What does phase two mean in the scope of the Marvel world? Well, when it comes to the, the Marvel cinematic and television universes, they like to kind of ramp up into into phases. I mean... For example, the, the Marvel movies had Phase 1, which consisted of Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Hulk, Captain America, Thor, and it culminated with Avengers. Like, everything kind of built to one defining moment. Um, whereas now with Phase 2, everything kind of built to Avengers 2. I, I think they're going to do the same thing with, with, with their Netflix shows, as far as I'm reading. Um, so what I can see is you have your Phase 1, which will be over the next few years. You'll see we already saw Daredevil and how amazing that was. They're working on Jessica Jones right now and you'll have Iron Fist and you'll have Luke Cage and that will culminate in a Defender show. And then I think they're talking about their face too and what's going to happen after that. So, I mean, uh, and, and I took it a different way. And Josh, let me know if you think this is the right perspective. Phase two is probably the most successful part of Marvel's cinematic universe. Every, every time Brian and Jeff talk about the phases I actually go into some sort of shock where I can't hear words. Shoe shopping. So, right. I don't, I don't, they're all a bunch of movies and I love them, but I don't understand the phases. Well, it's, it's how... the phase of Disney going, listen, this is group one, right? I mean, you just replace it with the word group. Right, but Brian just said a bunch of words about <laughs> shows on Netflix. Okay. And, and I'm, look, I'm reading the article as we speak and the article says phase two. It doesn't say when phase one ends and when phase two begins, and I just don't get it. So the, let me put this article in context for our listeners. Um, according to um, Umberto Gonzalez at uh, Historic Hollywood, he apparently had some some inside off-the-cuff remarks, a lot of off-the-records that he's, he decided to go for, uh, about Marvel's TV plan. And apparently... Um, the people on the, the Marvel side of TV are getting kind of pushed out by by Disney. They're being thought as an afterthought and they're not being you know treated with the proper respect that they believe that they should receive. 
kind of like we think that DC is doing a great job on on television and Marvel is tying in, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter together, but they don't have a whole lot going television wise until Daredevil came out. And what it's not it's not television, though. Well, no, and, and I mean, and that's the kind of thing, though. It's not the big screen, so I think that it's still by the television developing market. So, yeah, no, no. Right, right, right. But, yeah. but you got big screen. You've got so you got small screen, right? Uh, Agents of Shield, and I think Netflix is is a notch above that. It's not big screen. It's not TV, right? Netflix, I think, because I think it's just everybody binge watches it and a hugely successful Daredevil. But I don't, I don't get. Brian, can you help me in in like? In in fifteen seconds, can you tell me who the hell Jessica Jones is? In fifteen seconds, this is gonna be tough. Okay, um, Jessica Jones is a super, almost a superhero. She forever ago was a, a part of the Avengers, and she retires for a while. She uh, kind of lays low, and she really kind kind of becomes more of a backdrop. Whereas she starts writing for uh, some newspapers and the Daily Bugle and stuff like that. Um, and she kind of got her second life in a series called Alias, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, not has nothing to do with the television show by J.J. Abrams starring Jennifer Garner. And she kind of gets thrown back into the superhero world and has to deal with some pretty... It, it was one of the first comic books that had to deal with like real issues that you know strong women, especially, have to deal with in this kind of world. Um, it, it sounds like something I want to watch, and especially if, it's ca- if they're casting Kristen Ritter, but... You'll is it you'll have is to, she like the American Black Widow? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, she's she's more. I would say she's she's more of a, a superhero-y type. Where I I consider Black Widow more of a the spy agent of right, shield right. type of a character. She's like kind of the the almost. I don't want to say Supergirl. She's a lot more stronger and more well grounded. Um, but she she's more of a quote unquote superhero when it comes to that. Now, if you want to. If we were looking at uh, the casting there, I, I feel the need that you need to warn you that her main villain is being played by David Tennant in the show. Nice. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Captain Pissy Pants is a villain. He's going to be the Purple Man, which is a fantastic uh, choice, honestly, and a fantastic villain. Uh, if anybody who is looking to read a comic book that hasn't really that doesn't really deal with the big beat them up, throw them around Captain America. Let's go get the aliens thing. And uh, you are interested in something that's like a little bit more grounded, a little bit more real. I highly recommend alias. It's about four trade paperbacks, maybe 20 issues tops. It's a fantastic series. So what phase, I'm not going to say it anymore. What Marvel did with their movie series was take those individual things and start tying them together and started having the more collective universe, hence why we have Avengers, Avengers 2. That's why we have some of these things coming together. So, Josh, to your to your point, yes, Netflix isn't necessarily, quote, TV. It's not what I would say, hey, I watch this on TV. It's I watch this on Netflix. It's a separate par. I think it's right below movies. But I think what what is happening is this, and there seems to be a shift in Marvel Studios' thinking of since it's right below movies, that's where we should be. So let's stop focusing on, you know, actual ABC. Let's stop focusing on making content for that. Let's go to Netflix because we get fantastic success out of Daredevil. I mean, I, I, when we all saw it, right, we're all like, that's going to be great. But I don't think we really understood how awesome it was until right. we saw it. Everyone came in with great expectations and then had it blown away. Um, yep. 
I mean, it, it was just so good that I think that now this is their their focus is no more. I don't think we're going to see a ton of Agents of Shield, Major Carter anymore. I think just like Brian said, we're going to see Jessica Jones go to Netflix. We're going to see Iron Fist. Um, we're going to see the Defenders. So, but I think maybe we we'll get some of these movie people tying into this as well. Here's the thing that I found really exciting about that specific article, and just in general of, of the things I'm reading about the universe. So. Kind of like the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe had Nick Fury kind of trickled all the way throughout, really kind of connecting them all up until the big event. You're right. going to have a very similar uh, scenario with Rosario Dawson's character from Daredevil. She's the the night nurse, and her night nurse, yeah, right. her role is to kind of like help these more urban street level heroes, and she's going to start showing up in like Iron Fist and Luke Cage and stuff like that. So that's going to be cool. What also got me really excited is that. They are looking into developing series after they're done with these initial four or five of doing the Punisher and Ghost Rider, two characters who were not given justice on the screen, who I think, well, lends so much better to a 13 episode story arc. Yes, I see your shirt, uh, Josh. It's fantastic. Josh- for those playing the home games, since we're an audio podcast. I was about Josh to is wearing it. a Punisher shirt. He's wearing a Punisher shirt that has the. The, the many faces of Punisher, and they're all the same skull. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Blade, like, as much as I do enjoy the Blade the Blade movies, especially the first one, um, I feel like the Netflix platform lends so much better to these characters. I don't think you can yeah. do them justice in, in a two-hour movie, but a 13-episode Netflix show, it's going to be amazing. I really hope that goes I was, I was just saying that. I was just saying that to Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and according according to Gonzalez though, those are not going to be they're they're not going to be full fledged shows according to him. They're going to be like guest appearances, and they're going to be I'm like, coming throughout. I'm telling you right now, that's not how I'm reading it. I'm I'm reading it. It says other characters under consideration, and that means to me, that means to me consideration for a show. The great exactly. thing is this: Ghost Rider, we haven't seen done well because it was Nick Cage, and that was just poor. He's scratching um, at the door. <laughs> Oh my! I, and I remember you remember when you, that. I, I remember you were at the door. You were so opposed to that. God, whole... And I love Nick Cage. I know, I know. But it, look, sorry. The the thing about I've I told Brian if I wanted to see any two characters, it would be Punisher and Ghost Rider. I love those two characters because, like, like some others we've seen, they are very sort of amoral and they just do what they need to do, and. They are very also very closely tied to Daredevil. There's a lot of crossover and there's a lot of stuff that can be done. I still reading this article and, you know, it was written by Jacob Siegel for Boy Genius Report. I don't understand what he's talking about with phase two because it's very murky. Phase two says the second season of Daredevil is going to be in phase two, but that's that's not that far away. So there's not they're not going to build that much before phase two. I, I think I think you're getting wrapped up into phase two. I think he's using as the term to say this is while Marvel put a lot of thought into Daredevil. I don't think they saw it as the huge. I don't think anyone anticipated it be this big. They thought it'd be big. I don't think they'd be this big. And can they, I make a petition that we can see Aaron Paul as Ghost Rider? I'm I'm sure you could. I want to. Can we do that? Can we like officially request Aaron Paul as Ghost Rider? Sure. I'd be okay. With I think that. he'd make okay. a good okay. Ghost Rider. Hold on. I'll I'll leave that up to the listeners. If if we can go ahead and get some some tweets and we can get some some people to comment in on it, I will start an official, honest to God petition for you, Josh, and I will help you get the signatures that are necessary. Aaron Paul, Ghost Rider. Here, here's the thing, though. Even if they are just thinking 
oh, we'll just introduce them or have cameos of the Punisher or whatnot. Because Electra is on that list too. Listen, Electra yep. is a she is a huge supporting character in the Daredevil series, and you use season two to focus around her and spin her off into her own show. That is Electra. And this goes well. Well, hold on. Before you just say, and this is Electra. This goes back to the conversation that Josh and I had the other week, where we want to see some strong female people yep. into this, and now we'll have two coming into this you, Netflix Jessica series. Jessica Jones and Electra you, couldn't, you can't couldn't get choose stronger. better ones. And, and honestly, if they go forward with the the female uh, Captain Marvel in the Captain Marvel movie, that's another right. huge win for for that. Category. And yeah, that was yeah, I did read something about that. It's cool. Uh, Carol Danvers is is another strong female character in the Marvel universe. My point is that they're going to introduce these characters and people like me are going to be like, oh my God, I need an entire series of Punisher. That guy as Punisher or Aaron Paul as Ghost Rider, I need a whole show of that. It's going to happen. I guarantee you. And this was cool because I thought the, I thought the way that they handled Daredevil was phenomenal. Uh, and I think it also turned a lot of people onto this character that otherwise wouldn't have been uh, interested in it. Um, just like Brian explains in the Comic 101 article about Daredevil, he's got such a rich history and such a great background story, and it was told beautifully that I think we're going to have a great, you know, more stories coming up, and people introduced to more Marvel characters, and maybe even put that into people reading the comics. Um, I think it's wonderful. I think what's happening about this is cool. It's all wrapped up in rumors right now. So, I mean, I don't, we, we shouldn't get too excited. I mean, we're, we're going off someone who said something off the cuff. That shouldn't probably have said what they said to the person that they said it to. Uh, so, it, you know, we have to take it with the grain of salt that it is. But I think this is good news. And I think it's just, um, well, time for my segment where I say, well, you I know, think DC should be doing you know, no, rumors, rumors aside, though, like all the speculation rumors aside, I think it's awesome that Netflix is going to do a Ghost Rider series with Aaron Paul. <laughs> you, you know what else was a off the cuff comment kind of, hey, let's have fun uh, kind of thing? When uh, Nick Fury showed up at the end of Iron Man, that was completely unplanned and not not supposed to turn into yeah. an, a freaking Avengers movie. So right, it's gonna it's gonna happen. I, I feel it in my bones. I hate the bones. I hate the bones. Oh God. <laughs> <sighs> I love that KFC commercial. I know it has no bearing show. to anything, but I it's just a love great it. commercial. I'm just trying to re- <laughs> regain my composure. That was excellent. That was good. That was good. Well placed. Well placed. So uh, our- do you think do you think that during like when Netflix has to go to ads during the Aaron Paul Ghost Rider series that they'll have the KFC commercial in there? I believe they will. And I think it will be power. I think instead of Marvel's Ghost Rider, it'll say Marvel's Ghost Rider powered by that kind of nerd starring Aaron Paul. Thanks, Josh Burns. I think that's what it's, gonna say. <laughs> it's a long winded title. But uh, when you highlight it in IMDb, I think it's going to be great. You heard it here. Jo- first. Josh Burns Folks. as Mephisto. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I think of how many signatures it takes to get that up, to get that to you have to influence Disney to say, yeah, all right, fine, Aaron Paul, okay, great. Oh my god, can Brian Cranston please make a cameo? Who could Brian Cranston? Dude, be at in this that? point, it's in production. There's little you can do to stop it. it it's <laughs> Wait, in production. Hold in on. Your head. This went from petition to titled to in production. It's already done. And they it's gonna come out like in three months. You didn't There's get the leaked trailer, it already leaked. I'm surprised you haven't watched it yet. Really I've good. assumed the close. It's happening. Wait, hold on. I literally just binge watched the Ghost Rider series and it was fantastic. I, I it blew Starring my mind. Aaron Paul. It, it, it starred Aaron Paul and it was amazing. Brian Cranston showed up as uh, Mephisto and it was weird. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay, you've been warned. It end. It starts where Breaking Bad ends when Jesse's driving away and then he catches on fire and turns into a skull. 
He becomes the ghost. He rider. becomes the ghost rider that way. <sighs> spoiler over. If you're listening, spoiler over. There's nothing so spoilerish clever. about that. That well, all right. Listen, some people don't know the fate of Jesse Pinkman, and they, they, I don't want to ruin it for him. Uh-huh. I'm so nervous about spoiling things for people that I'm very nervous about anything I say about TV. Like I was at work and someone's like, "Hey, did you watch Game of uh, Thrones?" I was like, "Yeah," and then someone next was like, "I didn't watch it yet. Please, yeah, watch. that was me." I know. I was trying not to name you and make no, you look like an idiot who hadn't oh, been watching Game of Thrones. Oh, you need you need to go to. It was um, so good. You need to go to Max Landis's YouTube page and check out the. Jon Snow is above the rim video. <laughs> it's outstanding. Brian, have you watched? Have you watched Game of Thrones? I, I've watched most of it. I'm not completely caught up yet. Okay, the battle. You saw the battle. Oh yes. my god, it was so good. Okay, so the, the, the I, I hate to do it, but I gotta the 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 like the the white the White Walker captain guy like swings his his spear at at uh, Jon Snow, who grabs the Valyrian steel sword, who grabs Longclaw, and he defends. And it doesn't break the sword, and they're both like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like, right. So at that point, it fades to black. Out comes a Nike symbol. Just do it, <laughs> and that's that's on Max Landis's YouTube page right now. I cracked up. It was awesome. I will uh, put that link in the show notes so someone can. And by the way, Max Landis's YouTube channel is phenomenal. You're welcome. It's, all, it's called Up to My Knees. Is the, uh, is the it's it's going to be very good. So. Uh, Okay, yeah, and um, and and I will say this. Hold on, Laura. I we will talk about Game of Thrones soon. I I promise. Brian needs to catch up so we can have an intelligent conversation. You guys got me all hooked on the Entourage. We'll, I'm trying to tear through that right now. I didn't can, get caught up on Game of Thrones. Can we take a quick moment to talk about some of our streaming endeavors before we move on to our next topic? We might as well because I need to get some therapy out, and because I, I just finished The Sopranos, and okay. uh, I have been mocking the Yay! right. Okay, first off, all right. So I gotta say something. Uh, Who told you to watch Sopranos? Y- you did. Yes, I did. Uh, did you see the new Sopranos spinoff starring Aaron Paul? <laughs> it did. It starred Aaron Paul yeah, Aaron as P- Ghost Rider. <laughs> right. It's really weird. He's running the New Jersey Mafia. <laughs> he goes, Where's my collections? Oh, God. <laughs> I need to light a cigarette. Hold on. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> For those of you playing the home show, CJ just pantomimes lighting a cigarette on his head. Just FYI. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. On fire. Appreciate the color commentary. <laughs> en fuego. El fuego. Uh, so, okay, hold on. So it's the Sopranos. The whole reason I didn't want to watch it was because of the ending that everyone had talked about. No one spoiled it. They just said that it... So I wanted to stay away from the series. <laughs> this, but I, I see what you did there, you clever bastard. So uh, I'm watching it. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I mean, Josh, I devoured that series. Yeah, right? you did. You did. You mowed through it. it listen, for, I don't know what episode we talked about it, but I'm done right now. Okay. By episode, we didn't even get to 10 episodes. I'm already done. It's so good. But that ending, first off, I can't hear Journey the right way. I can't hear no, Journey anymore. You can't ever listen to Steve Perry the same ever I, again. I was, I was on hold and the song was playing. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> um just it just hurts because now I'm like oh, i have you know, all the feels about journey i now. do i do have all the feels about it uh i think th- my wife has one feeling about the ending i have another that's contrary to popular belief i don't know if it's because i'm hurt and i just want to feel better about myself if it's a little hipster gene in me that's that's trying to to come out or i just can't accept the reality of it but um first off what an amazing show uh it it ends I even though I I'm not happy about it, it's it's a good ending, and uh, the show is just so damn good. So I it's I, it, I, from you. every angle, from every character, from yeah, every, everyone's perspective is is shown and shared. And you think I it's it's another show that I never tried to figure out. 
Um, there's just so many good things. There's some characters that I hate Janice, by the way, like with all my heart and soul. Everybody, everybody hates Jan. I everybody hate hates her. Jan. When you when you go back, you know, two three years from now, and you watch it again, you're gonna catch stuff. Am I still gonna hate fir- her? You're oh oh, you're definitely gonna hate okay, her good. probably more. But you're gonna catch stuff in the first few seasons that you will laugh about harder because of what happens in the last few seasons. No, okay. Yeah, okay. that's we're just really excellent. I I can't tell you how much that show shaped my 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 watching preferences of series. It's the re- Sopranos is the reason that I binge watch everything because right. what, what would happen before each new season of the Sopranos would release me and my two buddies, Dave and Justin would binge watch every season prior. So at before season two, we'd rewatch all season one and so on and so forth. And so I've seen the Sopranos seven, eight times, Jesus. eight times straight all the way through. Have you watched the Sopranos more times than you've watched the West Wayne? Start to finish uh, and end. Yes, only because season six was split into into two seasons, which I don't understand. Which meant which meant that before season six B started, I had to watch one through six A again. <laughs> so I've seen it That's... eight times. And but in all fairness, the West Wing is one hundred twenty three hours. It is. It's pretty long, and it's not. The Sopranos is not right. So. I, I mean, the West Wing is a true endeavor. I'll say this. Um, watching The Sopranos, and, and I binge-watched like a crazy person. Um, I, I kind of wish I would have seen it week to week. I think you need time in between some of these episodes to ruminate on what's happening and to kind of guess what's happening. Um, I think it's a good way to watch it. So listen, please. I, God, I can't believe Now I am perpetuating this. Like the Doctor Who thing. is the pay it forward. Thanks, Josh. Uh, please watch The Sopranos if you haven't watched it. It actually really is worth all your time. Brian. You are binge watching another HBO series right now. I think you're doing the Entourage. Yes, I'm in the middle of Entourage. You're welcome. What season are you on? I'm uh, halfway through season three right now, and I started. I started two days ago. So, yes, yes, I'm Um, tearing through it. I'm hoping to get through the entire series before Tuesday. That's a show that you can binge watch and not think in between. That show doesn't require your thinking. It's so easy and seamless. Like. I will not realize it's one o'clock in the morning and be like, shit, I got to get to work in the morning. <laughs> so I have to stop now. Do you, uh, do you now appreciate all my turtle jokes? I make six, I make six. I do dog. appreciate the turtle jokes. I appreciate the victory uh, chant that I didn't understand before. <laughs> um, Are you insulted that I called you Johnny drama? I am extremely <laughs> insulted. that I called You should you Johnny be drama. You should so, be insulted. So for those playing the home game, I got about 10 minutes into episode two when I go, I am not Johnny Drama. <laughs> and, and I immediately in text, just in text in all caps. It's so funny. I la- I put ha 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 ha, press send, waited a minute, and then put ha 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 again. It was so funny. I lost my shit twice. Um, yeah, I know. That's, okay, whatever I'm, you say, no E. Way. You're yeah, E, I'm if e. anybody. I'm definitely yeah, E, if we're going to talk about that. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It's entertaining. It's funny. Freaking Jeremy Piven! Every time he's on screen, I, I just lose. He's it. brilliant. He's brilliant. He's brilliant in, in his. He is super demonstrative in his in his physical actions. He's just he's brilliant. So Josh, what are what are you binge watching? Are you binge watching anything right now? I am. I'm wrapping up. I I'm at Parks and Rec season. Oh, God, great six. show! Like end of end of season six. So I have to find some way to watch season seven Hulu. because it's not on Netflix it's yet. Not Hulu. If you have it, okay. I'm I'm definitely yeah. I do have Hulu, so I will I will absolutely watch it. But 
I know you I had a, a hard time getting into this show. So I, I have a, I have an aversion to Tina Fey, and she's not involved in the show, but because she was alongside Amy Poehler on uh, Weekend Update for so long, I have an aversion to Amy Poehler because of the Tina Fey connection. I just don't like anything Tina Fey does. Um, I don't think it's funny, and I don't think Amy Poehler's terribly funny either. But, but, um, Nick Offerman. Rob Lowe makes the show Chris Pratt the three of them I can't and and I'll be honest for the first two seasons I was just pushing through I I I really didn't laugh at much but once I got into season three I'm I'm giggling like an idiot watching this show (laughs) and and I find myself speaking more and more like Ron Swanson. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't think you. I'm worried oh that you didn't hear me. Please do the. Ba- I, yes. Go back and do the whole. I thing. said, give me all the bacon and eggs that you have. And I'm worried that you heard. Give me a lot of bacon and eggs. Let me repeat. Give me all of the bacon <laughs> and eggs that you have. And I, I just this guy. <laughs> he's so fundamentally simple and brilliant. And, and it's full of principles and he's just a stand-up guy have you heard nick offerman's little giggle yet has that yes uh, a million times that by the way is his real honest to god laugh when i know i've 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 seen it i've seen uh his special american ham and that is his laugh uh it's hilarious he's oh man he's just brilliant and the thing is that he's also just many of those characters are very emotionally uh demonstrative they they do a good job with the nonverbal, the eyes, and the especially Aziz Ansari does a good job with the nonverbal communication. I like think, um, oh no, Brian, save me. Her name. Which one? Uh, Aubrey uh, Plaza? Yeah, yeah, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. She's got the best nonverbals. Love her. Uh, she yeah, she has the Jim I, Halpert looks if you were to compare this to the I office. completely, I thoroughly disdain that character. I I disagree. I think you're gonna. I like I don't her. know how you can. You, I'm, no, hold on. The reason you can is you're probably too similar to her. Oh no, I'm not. I'm nothing like her. Can I? Can I just say this? When I got done watching that show, I literally started saying literally all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Rob, Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe I. That's literally the best thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> and you're like, but it's but it's a flaxseed blueberry. Muffin. What do you? <laughs> But it, right, but no, Aubrey Plaza. I get, I get the value. You know, she's probably not like that in real life. But the character, man, just negative and then shock value galore. She's everything that I didn't like with the the goth people in high school. I hated it. Right. So, and that's her character. I'll I give just you can't that. stand it. No, I can, and no, I can see that. But Chris Pratt fixes oh, that for God, me. So right, his involvement with her fixes that character for me. Did um did you get but, to the point? Yeah, you did. You got to the point where he had to go on hiatus for event uh, for, for Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and, and he, he explains and he was, the weight loss. Yes, <laughs> I, I just quit yeah. drinking beer. Yeah, I just stopped. I just stopped drinking beer. I lost fifty pounds in a month. <laughs> how much, how much beer, how much were, beer you were you drinking? drinking? <laughs> Probably too much. But that's um, <laughs> it's so good. Be, uh, what's it? Ben Scott is that Adam his name? Scott? Adam Scott, who plays Dude. Ben? Yeah, he plays Ben. That guy. When you talk about the nonverbals he is the, he is the best one he d- gives you this sort of this deadpan look like i don't get it oh it's so good I, i'm i'm eternally grateful it's that just a tiny horse i don't get it. it it's fantastic and because now because i like that my brother-in-law aaron is demanding that i watch 30 rock that's gonna um, be rough for you it's gonna be rough uh, tracy morgan of- 
after because like, season Actually, three. Tracy Morgan, I like, and you'll like so, Alec Baldwin in that show. Alec and Baldwin, Alec Baldwin is, I that's, love. That's the reason I, I, I watch that think show. that's that's next. I think, Thank and you. I've only seen like the first four seasons, but I think that supporting cast is going to save uh, the fact that you don't like Dina Fey. So uh, we're also interested then because we had another topic we're sure going to get to, but we're interested here what you guys are binge watching and what we should binge watch next. If you think we, you know, there's a show that you you have to watch. Uh, do it. I know we recommended to our friend Andre that he watched the show Chuck, uh, which Josh should be on your nerdy list before you die and go to streaming Don't you heaven. dare say no. Uh, don't, you're going to watch uh, Don't make an you're opinion yet. You sit back. You sit, no, get away from that microphone. Get away from the mic. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I want to move on to the, the next topic that we have here. I was listening to um, a, another show, which I won't mention because I don't have nice things to say about it. <laughs> and I don't. And they were uh, they were talking a little bit about uh, online shopping, and um, you know it, it got me thinking. And I and I asked Josh for his help with this. Josh, you're a huge online shopper, right? Uh, yeah, for several reasons. Uh, I think the main for me the main reason is if I can avoid human contact, <laughs> I will. <laughs> right, Only okay. because my 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 career my occupation requires the maximum amount of human contact. So. When I'm when I'm shopping, it's about avoiding human contact. And for Laura, uh, because I travel usually two to three nights a week, it's about what's simple, what gets the kids home in a reasonable amount of time and fed with healthy food and whatnot. So, um, there, you know, reasons are twofold, two different things, but efficiency, convenience, avoiding human contact being the chief reason. So I, I could. <laughs> we were in the culture for so long working retail that we have such a stigma against online shopping for everything. Yeah. Uh, it was literally beaten into us that how great it is to, to see a person, to talk to somebody about uh, products and experiences and blah, 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 that I don't do a whole lot of online shopping. And what I'm looking around and what I'm seeing is this, my wife and I, we live less than a mile from a giant, a Redner's, a Walmart, and you know, uh, uh, a Walgreens. So it's literally anytime we need anything, it's open and we can go get it. Sure. The problem is, is you know, we, with a two-year-old, it's getting her in and out of the car. It's a sign of one person stays here and one person goes. Then hey, you forgot to buy this, or I like this brand better. And then you look at the prices of some of these stores that are open late that are next to us that I don't want to, you know, I want to get toilet paper real quick in the middle of the night because I forgot that we were out of toilet paper, and I'm. I, I don't know if I'm spending too much money by, by doing all this, but I'm so tired of this. And it's 2015. There's got to be an automated way to do this. There's well, got to be a way that I can just have it delivered to my door. I think there's a few things and a couple different ways to look at it. And, and the three of us all come from heavy retail backgrounds. So, you know, from what you're saying, CJ, it's not that we were conditioned to go shopping in stores. We were conditioned to provide a level of service that would prompt customers to want to interact with someone to get expertise. And I think that for a lot of people, that's still the norm. Um, however, I think for maybe for nerds like us who do the research on our own, who know what we need, know what we want, I think that going to retail stores is probably a thing of the past. And I know, Brian, you have an aversion to... I don't have an aversion. I, I mean... you. 
I think you said pretty clearly last podcast that you don't trust your credit card. I, I, I don't. I don't. Brian's I, an eighty-year-old man. What I did was I immediately registered you with AARP. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't like throwing my information out there too often. I, I I feel you there. I mean, I could definitely see the the idea of the the service level and everything. I actually uh, just went to an, a, a local retailer to get an iPad for my friend and. Um, when Wait, you I went your to the friend and iPad, I, I didn't buy it. I'm she your... was buying it. She oh, okay. needed my like, help. I'm your friend. In buying I don't have an extra it. iPad. She needed, she needed my help in buying it. And it was like that scene in parks and rec where, uh, Ron Swanson's like walking through the home Depot and the guy's like, Hey, can I help you with something? And you go, I know, I more, know than you. more than you. So <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like, Hey, I could have just ordered this online and had a ship, but it's, it's also the immediacy thing that I like. I like being able to go to a store. I like being able to grab it. I like being able to have it in my hand and open it up. And Brian, does your friend have an iPhone? Yes, she does. I have to ask then, because you know what you know and you are who you are, why didn't you say to your friend, you know what, instead of going to this retail establishment where we're going to see people who know less than we do, why don't we go around the corner to a bar, enjoy the pub fries and the beer and you open your iPhone. I, uh, I Apple store app and we order it. And when we've had a beer or two, we walk right into the Apple store. That's half a mile away. And we just pick it up and leave. Like, why didn't you do that? Um, there were financial reasons why she wanted to maybe finance this at a certain retail. Understood financing. Okay. Okay. So then, follow-up question, <laughs> this retail establishment that you went to, I'm assuming, has a pretty sophisticated dot-com setup. Uh, yes, it does. And, and, or, and on and that dot-com setup, the, and a mobile app, the same financing terms apply, is that correct? I'm pretty sure, yes. I, I don't have the pleasure she, of having this credit card. Does she already possess the credit card for that, fi- for that establishment? Uh, she did not have it with her at the time. So she... Oh, but she has, so she it, has right? one. Okay. Yes. Okay, so she could have made the purchase online on on the mobile app very simply, and instead of interacting with people who know less than you and she do, could have just walked up to the customer service desk and said, "Give me my things," and they would have given her her things. I also believe and, if I had the right establishment, you could use the touch ID to pay. Yeah, and you could do that as well. I'm just saying, why? Why wasn't I just that hear a lot of, of judging? There's a lot of judging going on right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, no, this is really this is discovery. I'm, I'm trying. I'm seeking to discover why you chose the less convenient route. Honestly, it wasn't um, totally my choice. Uh, when so, what happened was she had decided I want an iPad. Um, Brian, would you like to help me get an iPad? I was thinking about getting the iPad Air, and over breakfast, I convinced her. Not just to not get an iPad Air, but to get an iPad Air 2 and not the 16 gig, but the 64 gig. So, so what I'm hearing that, what I'm hearing is on on Monday night, you guys talked about getting an iPad. She got an iPad and then you decided at breakfast the next morning that you two should go. No, it was all an iPad in, Air. It was you. all in a side of an two an hour and a half meal. <laughs> 
I'm just I'm, sorry. I'm just, it's a strictly platonic relationship. I'm just I felt playing like out. I'm just playing out a scenario in my head. That's Ladies, all I'm doing, Brian. Brian is the. You're singles. playing out the wrong scenario. So hold on. So so Josh, ladies, you... Brian is available to help you get iPads, whether it's over <laughs> breakfast or dinner. It seems like Josh, every podcast you... we just plug out. I'm single now. That's just I, what I we think, do. I think that's the next petition besides Aaron Paul for. Uh, for by the way, that's now on DVD. In case you didn't know, it's already and on DVD. And surprisingly, oh my gosh, I just like picked it up. The special features are great. If you'd like to get breakfast and then dinner, Brian will use his time turner and you can go back to yesterday. Oh, wow. there's the Harry Potter reference. Thank you go. for the Harry Potter reference. <laughs> On purpose. So, Josh, you had boiled down why online shopping should substitute for just moments like this into a pretty simple, uh, you know, kind of statement that you that you, you you gave me earlier. Yeah, I think that the the point is that everyone is looking to save time, save money streamline their day, operate more efficiently, spend more time with friends and family and less time on frankly on bullshit. And online shopping, application-based shopping makes that a ton easier. And look, that kind of nerd, we're talking about the things we buy online. We're going to talk about how it saves you time and money and why you should do the same. We're going to talk about the tech that you already own makes the transition painless and how stores are catering more towards customers who click versus customers that walk in. So and, and the, go ahead, go I'm sorry. No, 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 please. You first. I think, I think the, the big, the big thing for me is I've been in retail. Uh, well, prior to this past year, I had been in retail for about 16 years and all of it in big box. And I've seen this transition to online. And I thought, at first, this is a joke, but the reason, and I, here's the key, the reason it was a joke is because big box retailers didn't give it much attention. So when you walked in, it was super inconvenient. But what we've seen in the past two years is that customers who buy online and pick up in store are treated with more urgency than customers who walk in and want to buy a product. My case in point, is if you decide to buy a computer or buy a tablet or buy a mobile phone from a large box retailer, what you'll do is schedule a pickup time. When you do that and you walk into that store to pick up your phone, there is to be someone waiting for you. When you go in there to pick up your tablet, your PC, there is to be someone waiting to help you. And if they're not, you raise hell. And they're going to treat you like an absolute VIP because they need your business because it's the difference between you going there and you going to Amazon or Apple or someplace else. And and the thing that I, I, I kind of draw, draw an analogy to it is um, you, when you look at fast food industry, uh, their drive through customers, they have time. So you have a time for your drive through and you have to hit it. And if you ever see a busy drive through and you go inside to try to go get you know something taken care of, you're you're screwed because they're focusing on their driving. They're trying to get it out of there. They don't want to look like there's a line wrapped around the building. So I'm seeing that culture too, Josh, where people who are buying online are treated as get in the express lane. We please come here right now and help it. And then if you're willing to come and talk to somebody who may know less than you, but even may have an idea about something, you know, come and come and speak to them. So you know, I I thought this is an interesting 
kind of kind of thing. And, and Brian, I mean, Josh just laid that out pretty quick with Brian, how he just could have spent more time with his friends just by doing that very simple stuff. I wasted I mean, even, precious minutes. Oh. Even no, uh, even when I'll well, that stuff adds up real quick. I mean, seriously, real quick. Um, I mean, if you look at this too, when it comes to like product launches, so so let's do this specifically. Uh, when uh, Apple launches an iPhone, or when they launch the the Watch app, the app was a lot easier to kind of deal with, and it's a lot easier to do it all online than having to go to a store. Uh, if you've been to an Apple store sometimes and you see the lines that are around there, it's it's freaking nuts. It's insane. It's insane. But if it's high, I'm here to pick it up or send it to my house. It doesn't matter where you go. When a new phone launches, there's going to be a line. If you are in the select few who choose to do the upgrade online and go pick up in store, there will be someone waiting for you. There will always be someone waiting for you. And if there isn't, you should know that that retailer values their online business so much that they will make adjustments to cater to you. Yeah. So it comes down to this. I, I, I am still coming back to the, the part where I'm not a big online shopper. I have $25 right now and an Amazon gift card that I've had for a week and I haven't spent it on anything, on anything. And I want to. I want to buy an iPhone dock or I want to buy a Google Cardboard. And I'm just sitting here not doing it. And it's not even my money. I want it. It was, it was free $25. And I'm still sitting there with $25 on Amazon going, I'm overwhelmed by so much shit that's under $25 for Amazon. I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. So, Josh, since you've been an expert in this online shopping area, if I have 25 bucks, what am, what am I doing? Well, I survey, I survey the things I want versus the things I need, and then I choose to buy the thing I want. So if I have 25 bucks, honestly, right now, if I have 25 bucks, um, I go to the Amazon search bar. I type in Cole Han and I have a $25 discount off an already discounted pair of shoes. And, you know, my wife gets to complain a little bit more about how I have a thousand pairs of shoes. But I think, I think, you know, it's important to explore why it, you want to shop online, what you can get online. And then, you know, online shopping versus app-based shopping, which are two very different things. But you have a gift card. You want to spend it. Survey the things you need versus the things you want. And then go spend it on the things you want versus the things you need. But online shopping encompasses so much of what... Let, let me say this. Go ahead. Every week, Laura goes to the wise... Um, the local wise online whatever does all of the grocery shopping online she presses a button she pays and she schedules a 30 minute window she drives to the store she presses a button on a call box they ask her name she says burns someone brings the cart out she pops the trunk what they they load all the groceries in the trunk she signs a thing and drives away Okay, and I'm talking about really anything you can get. I mean, anything. Nothing's off limits. Anything you can get at a grocery store. Eggs, meat, wow. produce, whatever you want. She buy, She shops online. She drives, and she gets the same prices that are in their ad. So it's it's the lowest possible price. She can use she can use coupons. Okay, and this saves her 
from spending an hour plus in a store with two children. I was going to say, yeah, with a kid, that's, that's Dude, not an easy endeavor. she drives to the store, and then she goes and picks up the kids, and then they all get to come home and put the groceries away together, and there's no, there's no freak out. There's no wow. rigmarole, right? So, and then Friday or Saturday, I take the kids to the farmer's market, and I get the stuff that we need to cook meals. She gets all the staples at the grocery store, and we never have to set foot in there. Now, I will say this. Paper products, depending on your zip code, Amazon can be really great, right? But if they don't, if Amazon Grocery or Amazon whatever it's called. Oh, Prime, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, that, if that doesn't service your zip code, really, your best bet for most of your paper products is going to be Sam's Club or Costco or BJ's. Uh, a warehouse, a wholesale club, because although you're paying 50, 55 bucks for the membership, you are saving several dollars and getting more per unit than you could ever get elsewhere. So that is my one plug for still going to a brick and mortar is Costco, Sam's, BJ's, do they have an online pickup system like uh like the Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is this is this is the the reason I'm thinking of this too is you know I I'm dealing with the shopping with a 2-year-old and uh making those stupid I already said this you know making those stupid quick trips. Hearing what you just told me uh, this that's pretty awesome that just saves a lot of grief Dude, and aggravation. Anybody with kids, anybody with kids, you should look in your local area and find out what grocery stores allow for pickup because imagine this even if you had to drive 10 miles out of your way, would that 10 miles, which for most people, you know, averaging 25 miles per gallon, would that 20 miles round trip, that, that, that $2 and 70 cents in gas be worth saving an hour and a half of your time yeah. and an hour and a half extra of your kids at daycare at 10 plus, maybe more than that dollars per hour. I, I think what we need to do as a culture is really, get into the 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 just shift our paradigm to consider what we make per hour and how our choices vis-a-vis shopping correlate into money wasted when shopping online shopping via mobile app shopping via online pickup could translate into dollars saved not only in wages or daycare or whatever but then also in the things that you can't measure in dollars. The hour that that I get or that my wife gets when we pick up the groceries hey, yeah. versus shopping, the hour we, that we get with each other, yeah, you can't measure that. I was going to say, because there's so many times I just get home from work, I'm tired, and you know, I, my daughter gives me a huge hug when I come in the door. I say hi to my wife. She says hi. I have to go get cat litter. I'll be back. Yep. And then 30 minutes later, sorry, there was a line at Walmart. And, uh, you know, I, I'm back and I'm like, great. Well, it's it's close to bedtime. So I had time with with my daughter and now we're going to go put her to sleep. And then we have to be kind of quiet because we live in an apartment uh, while she's sleeping. We don't get to talk a whole lot. So, so imagine this. Imagine or I'm just imagining take... Ben's I'm imagining Brian's uh, uh, roommate, Ben, who just probably sound like this is a perfect name for him because He's a little lethargic, and it'd be fun so to see him shop. Online. You got Brian and Brian and Ben who wait. Live why why in am I a, living situation get brought into this? No, Brian and Ben live in a fi- ladies a five bedroom, five bathroom house with a pool <laughs> and a hot tub. And right? by the way, the the cat to male ratio is very low. 
<laughs> it is very low. There's at extremely low. None of them are mine. Neither of the cats are mine. There's barely, there's barely two cats per human. You, you in this barely house. smell the pee. You barely yeah, smell the pee. It's hardly there. But so imagine these two bachelors living in this place that have a finite amount of time to spend on errands and shopping with, you know, having also to entertain their lady friend. So you, you have, what you have is. Holy crap. Hold on. (laughs) Brian, by the way, is losing it. (laughs) Losing it. So you have, I have to buy groceries, right? For an entourage style party. (laughs) And also. I have to buy kitty litter for an entourage style amount of cats. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm not going to, I'll be honest, I'm not going to add the kitty litter to the Weiss order because it's going to be too expensive, right? But they live close to a Sam's Club where they could buy online, pick up in the club, walk in, pick it up. They walk into the club all the time, too. Yeah, always up in the club. All the time, ladies. What I hear is every time Brian walks in there, everybody's hands go up, and then they stay there. Up in the club. Right? So, but that's kind of my point, is whether you're shopping at a giant online retailer like Amazon, and you're buying things that, by the way, if you don't have a Prime membership, it's like a hundred bucks. Look, it's like a hundred bucks, and you will save just that amount in shipping over the course of the year and it'll get to you faster. So anything, really anything you need, you can do online, whether it's with Amazon online pickup with large retailers, like all of them in a warehouse, seriously, all of them um, in a warehouse environment, like Sam's club or Costco, you don't have to waste your time like a peasant walking from aisle to aisle okay you don't you don't you take back your time take back your time right give it to your family and friends who deserve it start buying online picking up in store start shopping via the app take your time back and try it and listen if you need help hit me up josh at that kind of nerd.com i'll be happy to help you and and actually something is so so I've, I've been worried about it. And first off, I couldn't have said any of that better. That, that that's phenomenal. What I want to do is I want to I want to do that for a month. I want to do uh, an online experience for just like you said with the grocery shopping right there. There's there's a Weiss around me. There's there's giant like I said. Dude, text so, text Laura. She'll she'll clue you in. Yeah, no, I want to try this for a month, and then um I I want to I want to write about it. I want to I want to show this experience. See if it's worth it. See if it's saving me money. See what kind of time I'm getting with my family and make it worth. So um yeah, thank you, Josh. That's I mean, seriously, that was amazing. And, Brian, are you, thank are you, you recovered? Josh, thank you for such an accurate description of my lifestyle. Oh, you're very God. welcome. I look if 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 I, like if just a week in your palace would be a vacation <laughs> for me. Okay. So I want once Brian collects his shit again. I don't know where it is. Right. I lost it. <laughs> are you okay? All right, so let's. I want to do a little recap of this because uh, we kind of hit we kind of hit the end of the show here. So first off, uh, the the video games Hall of Fame. Um, I think it's so interesting that we have this, Brian. I think you're right about this. This is kind of like the phase one launch. So what I'm curious about 
is oh god i can't believe i'm gonna say this phrase again what would be the phase two of the video game hall of fame madden nfl zelda uh, zelda's gotta I would be on say there zelda Zelda Ocarina of Time, I think, over original Zelda. I think that game is so much, or even Goldeneye. Um, you shut your mouth. A Goldeneye, uh, Ocarina mm. of Time over anything else. That's the number one game of all time. I, yeah, I'll, I said I'll it. I'll tell you I said what it. about Goldeneye. Goldeneye, the multiplayer revolutionized first person shooter multiplayer forever. Yeah. So that's a true story. And that I'm was an accident. Hear, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. If you could put some, let's make five video games. That you can put into the video game Hall of Fame. Uh, let us know in the comments. Hit us up on thatkindofnerd.com or on Twitter at thatkindofnerd. Let us know what's going on. Uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel rolling out their their plan to overtake Netflix and and the thing that we're pretty damn excited about. Uh, Aaron Paul for Ghost Rider. Uh, I'm serious, Josh. If we can, it's 2016, I, right? It's coming out in 2016. I just imagine I, like the the Obama hope posters, but with Aaron Paul's face and like it's half <laughs> Ghost Rider, half Aaron Paul. That, Wait, that's... half Ghost Rider, half Aaron Paul, and half my face. Yeah, oh, right? of course. You, you're like in the background. Because it's a big deal. So three halves is good. <laughs> that's how math works after you just did that beautiful math. Uh, but I think that's amazing. We want to hear what else you're adding for your streaming. What is in your streaming catalog? What's in your Netflix queue? What do we need to watch? Uh, what what show do you think we need to talk about that uh, you've, you love over and over again? Please share it with us. Uh, and then Josh, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do, I got to convince my wife. So I'm going to hit up Laura and get a plan. And I, I'm going to post the plan once it's up uh, of online shopping. And and then in general too, just, just like you said, uh, spending, spending more time with your family and friends and let's on bullshit and, and starting to, to save and operate more effectively. So couldn't have said it better myself. Gentlemen, any thoughts that you want to add to our, our final thoughts here? Please don't all jump in at once. That's, I mean, I think, I think you summed it up beautifully. I'm still, I'm, I'm accepting any challengers for Monopoly, and you will all, you will all go down in flames. I want, I want to reiterate this thing too. Please, uh, we're interested in having your thoughts, your opinions, and your voice on the That Kind of Nerd website. And by voice, I mean your written form. Maybe you'll be a guest host on the podcast. Who knows? Uh, go to thatkindofnerd.com and check out the About Us section. Uh, let us know if you want to write for our website. I think we'd be really open into having some more people here on the here on the website. So thank you very much for uh, listening to the show. We will see you guys next week for episode ten. Woo woo woo! I can't believe we've done well. This is, I mean, okay. So there is a lost episode out there. <laughs> um, there is a lost. There's two there. lost two. episodes. Two lost episodes. Uh, one of them is truly lost. The other one is kind of there, but Josh is awkward in it. Uh, who knows? Maybe one day I'll cut it together. But next week is episode ten. Uh, thank you so much for anyone who's listened to our show and got us to this point. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, you guys have a good night. Well, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening to the That Kind of Nerd podcast. As always, uh, we want to hear your opinions and hear what you have to say about some of the uh, craziness that might have happened or, or just some of your opinions about what we're talking about here. So we have a, a multitude of ways for you guys to reach us. Uh, obviously, you can comment on our site at thatkindofnerd.com. Hit us up on Twitter at thatkindofnerd. Or you can always uh, give us a call and kind of give us your direct feedback. Our phone number would be 484 373 4119. We'd love to hear your opinion. Thanks so much. Fine, CJ. You're right. You're right. Great perspective, CJ. Thanks. Relish the moment, CJ. You're right.